What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. It's Martin Luther King Day, a federal holiday. Post offices, banks, government agencies are all or mostly closed. Stores are open. Trash collection depends on your municipality. Some are running regular schedules. In celebration of the civil rights leader, Lake Michigan College launches its annual Martin Luther King Week today. The week-long schedule of events runs through Saturday. LMC Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Cam Hearth tells us it begins with the Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration and Community Breakfast. That's where they give out the annual Spirit of MLK Awards. Other events throughout the week include crafts at locations throughout the community, a panel discussion on civil rights, and an address by Layla Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali. All events are open to the public except where noted. You can find the full schedule on our website, wsjm.com. It's still bitterly cold out there. Weather advisories remain in effect until midday, including a wind chill warning. The Michigan Department of Transportation was busy throughout this past weekend's winter storm. Kurt Fritz coordinates maintenance in several West Michigan counties. He says the plow crews work 24-7 shifts when there's a lot to clear. We're going to be blades down 247. Guys will be pulled on, on shifts, so it's going to be night and day until the snow machine turns off. Probably won't be using a lot of material with these volumes of snow. Fritz says whether it's MDOT or a county road commission, there are crews out there with a whole lot of experience, ready and able to keep the roads clear. I think the operators really, we rely on their knowledge and experience. And then as a coordinator, when something like this happens, this type of scale of an event, I would then turn into more of a first responder type role back up the county in that respect. Fritz says plow drivers want to be busy during the winter and look forward to things like snowstorms. He says many view it as a shame that winters aren't as busy as they used to be. In southwest Michigan, MDOT begins preparing for winter in the fall, filling its barns with salt. The agency in southwest Michigan alone stockpiles about 36,000 tons of salt each year to prepare for the colder months. It's also got another 30,000 tons available for restock if necessary. Fritz reminds drivers to give plows plenty of room noting that since the pandemic, there have been more run-ins between plows and drivers. The deadline for the U.S. House of Representatives to do its job and approve a government spending package to avoid a partial shutdown is this Friday. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson has been getting pushback from far-right members of his party who are demanding bigger spending cuts and more security at the southern border. We asked Congressman Bill Huizinga if a government shutdown is really going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I hope not. This is certainly avoidable. We have some folks that are bound and determined, though, that they're going to try their darndest to shut down government. I think that's a huge mistake. I don't think this will achieve the goals that they are putting out. And frankly, I share many of the goals. Fiscal responsibility, making sure that there's integrity down at the southern border, controlling our spending. Huizinga says previous spending deals to keep the government open reached by former Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Speaker Johnson, have made great progress on important issues. But there's one flank of the Republican Party that's determined to get more. He doesn't believe that's a good strategy and has told us previous government shutdowns accomplished little, if anything. Isinga says the hardliners want all or nothing, and they may get nothing. The 2024 Southwest Michigan Horticultural Days will be February 7 
and 8 at Lake Michigan College's Mendel Center in Benton Harbor. The event is hosted by the Michigan Grape Society and Michigan State University Extension, and it's intended to inform farmers about the latest innovations in the ag industry. The Michigan Grape Society says Horticulture Days will be two days of educational sessions covering topics like farm sustainability, soil management, pest and disease management, farm insurance needs, and annual crop rotation options. New this year is the vegetable session, expanding to a full day on Wednesday the 7th, with topics including squash viruses, plasticulture, onion management for bugs and disease, irrigation monitoring information, and more. Tickets to Horticulture Days run between $45 and $60 and can be bought online. We have a link at our website, wsjm.com. Anyone with questions should contact MSU Extension in Berrien County. Southwest Michigan's Manufacturing Growth Alliance is asking area manufacturers to take a closer look at a non-traditional talent pipeline, the correctional system. In mid-February, the MGA is guiding a tour of the Richard A. Handlin Correctional Facility's Vocational Village to see what they call a first-of-its-kind skilled trades training program. Elizabeth Bernhard is the executive director of the MGA and says this event is the first of many to engage with this potential labor pipeline. And they have amazing uh, labs where they train their um, their participants in CNC, robotics, and welding. And so we'll be taking a tour of their labs so that our employers in the area can consider this talent pipeline. Bernard says incarcerated individuals receive full days of training and classroom instruction intended to mimic a typical workday. And on completion, they receive state and nationally recognized certificates in their chosen trade. From there, the focus is on helping released individuals regain their footing in a stable workplace. When a, an individual leaves prison as a parolee, they get enrolled to work with our offender success program. And so what that means is they're there to help with barrier remediation, to help with uh, getting into employment, but also more importantly, staying in employment with that barrier remediation piece. The tour and information session is set for Tuesday, February 13. The MGA is inviting local manufacturers to sign up now and see firsthand the labs and training programs where this highly skilled talent pipeline can help close labor gaps in the local community. We have a link to where local manufacturers can register at our website, wsjm.com. Michigan's annual January Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference was held Friday, showing that state revenues are expected to remain stable heading into the new year. That's prompted State Senator Eric Nesbitt to once again call for a reduction in the state income tax. With the state expected to have a $1.3 billion surplus, Nesbitt says it's now confirmed that the state has the money to give taxpayers a break. He says Michiganders cannot afford to continue shoveling millions into pet projects, unsustainable government bureaucracy, and global corporate welfare like Democrats did in 2023. Nesbitt accuses majority Democrats of squandering a $9 billion surplus last year. State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks said Friday confidence in the economy is expected to increase with lower inflation, lower interest rates, lower gas prices, and low unemployment. Eubanks said people are going to feel better and better about the economy as we move into 24. Nesbitt says this all just proves it's time for a tax break. Legislation has been reintroduced in Lansing that would protect people from dangerous dogs. State Senator Sean McCann authored the bills. He says the target is dog owners, not specific breeds.
I am a person who doesn't believe that it's a dog breed that causes these kinds of behaviors, but it's uh, typically the owner of the dog that we look to for why um, you may have a problem dog. The bills create a framework to help identify a dangerous dog. McCann says the legislation would then outline steps dog owners must take to protect people if their dog is deemed dangerous by a court. The legislation excludes guard dogs and dogs that attack trespassers. The Allegan County Register of Deeds office says it's been setting records for passport applications. The office hit an all-time high number of applications in 2023. Registrar of Deeds Bob Janetsky says it's helped 565 people obtain their passports in 2023. That's 31% higher than the previous record set in 2022. This marks the third year in a row that the number of applications through the office has increased. Janetsky says during COVID, the office hit a 10-year low of 129 applicants. Those numbers more than doubled in 2021. Janetsky says one of the top things people say when they come to the office for a passport is that his staff is friendly, and he's extremely proud of that. And after three years at the University of Michigan, Wolverines quarterback J.J. McCarthy has decided to declare for the 2024 NFL Draft. The junior quarterback announced his decision on X, formerly Twitter. McCarthy led the Wolverines to a national championship, locked in a Rose Bowl win, plus two wins against Ohio State and two Big Ten championships. His record as a starter for the university was 27-1. and He says the decision was not easy. He thanks his family and Coach Harbaugh and fans. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.